We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, a little after 5 o'clock, and we joined in this spot every week by Joe Girardi. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right, Joe. Another baseball week down. Uh, what, what's, what's on your mind this week? Anything exciting? What do you got, what, what do you got for me? You know, I think the way that Minnesota's playing. Um, They're playing great. I, they really are. Yeah. I think some of us expected that. Um, and I think offensively, they're superior to any other team in that division. And I think that's really going to help them. Um, you think they're better? You think they're the best team in the division? I do. Um, I think, I think when you look at Cleveland, they're going to have a hard time scoring runs, uh, all year long, unless they make some changes and add some people. Uh, they just, they don't have the firepower that they're used to having. And yes, their pitching is very good. The Clevenger's out and Bauer has not, I mean, Bauer has been great. Uh, Kluber has not been great. Their bullpen has pitched well, but I don't see it lasting. So, you know, I think the team to beat is, is probably the Minnesota Twins. Do they have enough pitching? Uh, I do. I think they do because I think offensively in that division, they're going to score so many runs against the other three teams that um, they're going to beat up on them. All right. I mean, listen, they are off to a good start. No question about it. I mean, they're doing very well. Um, Yankees are going to see Tam- – when they come home, they're going to play Minnesota, then they're going to play Seattle, then they're going to play go to Tampa and play them there and then play them here. So we're going to finally see the Rays. Are the Rays at 19-9? They won 90 games last year. Look like they do it with mirrors. Uh, in your mind, are they a team that could go out and actually hold off the Yankees the whole season? Are they good enough to win 95 games? Um. I don't think so. I, I think Either they're do I. Good Either do I. Either I, I, I think they're good enough to be close. I don't see that offense in, a, in when they start seeing better pitching, um, scoring enough. Their pitching is really good. Um, you know, they have three really, really good starters when you look at their starters. Uh, but I think they're somewhere between 90 to 92, 93 wins again. I think they're that good. Will the Red Sox at 12 and 17 have a typical Red Sox season, or are they in trouble? I think it's, it's going to be a struggle. I, I do. I just think that with the way their pitching um, has really struggled, I don't think their bullpen is as strong as it has been in the past. I think their starters are going through some fatigue from last year, and I, I don't know if they're going to get through it. Um, I still think they're better than the Blue Jays. I still think they're better than the Orioles. But I think it could be a tough season. Um, you know, they beat a pretty good pitcher last night in Montas, but Oakland made airs and uh, gave a bunch of unearned runs, so it's, it set them up. So I am a little bit concerned. There's a ton of talent, and would, it, would I be surprised if they turned it around? No. But I've been concerned about their starting rotation the whole, the whole way. Which one of these guys you like better offensively, Bellinger or Yelich? I think Yelich. I think Yelich uh, has less swing and miss. I think Bellinger has made some really good adjustments during the course of the offseason and coming into this year, but I think Yelich 
is probably a little bit more complete of a hitter. But Bellinger is special too. I, I, it'd be nice to have them both and put a couple right-handers in between them. Do you buy the Cardinals at eighteen and ten? I do, um, and I, I think um, with the addition of Goldschmidt. Um, with what Jordan Hicks is doing at the back end of the that bullpen. was perfect for them, you know that he yeah, was. I and do. That, and that's a perfect place for him to go. They'll love him there. The you know the fans are great there. You know we as we all know they're wonderful. They're not like us. They don't boo. You know they're they're wonderful. Not like uh, like all New York fans. Uh, uh, we terrible New York fans. But uh, you know they, it's it's just a very nice place to play. And it's a, there's a guy who will just eat it up there. There's no question. And I think Osuna uh, is back to being Osuna. And I think that they have a pretty good middle of the order. And Dexter Fowler has played pretty well. Um, and if you remember, he was a catalyst for the Cubs. When, when he let off there, when he let off, they were like 30 or 40 games over 500. When he didn't play, they were, they were 500. And he has played pretty well this year. So, you know, that's like, that's a pretty big addition, um, considering the other two, what they have done this year. How, you know, I was looking at this. Molina still plays so much; it's unbelievable. Every day, how how amazing is that? That he's going on thirty seven. He still plays like that. And how much is he? Is it overrated? How much he's worth to that pitching staff, or is it not overrated? No, I don't think it's overrated. I, I think he does a tremendous job of calling pitches and understanding how to get hitters out. And I'm amazed, too. He's I, a Hall of Famer in my mind. You know that? He, I, I, I agree. I, I, and, you know, because he's, I mean, he, he's a catcher. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. He's a 280 hitter. He's got 150 home runs. But to me, he's been that important. I, I think so. I think he has been the glue of that, you know, that team for a long, long time. They've played 28 games. He's played in 26 of them. That's crazy. I can't believe how much he plays. I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I, I Maybe he just assumes that, He's going to get nicked up a little bit, and he'll get a three-day rest somewhere. And he has 20 RBIs already. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an amazing player. Um, just an amazing player. Really is. I mean, a guy, who, and he's clutch, dangerous. I mean, the whole thing. There's nothing a guy doesn't do. I mean, it's scary. Uh, the Mets see this kid tonight, Luis Castillo. I haven't Ooh, seen nasty. him. Now, they say he's got the f- that he throws the hardest four-seamer in all of baseball, 100 miles an hour. I mean, I haven't seen him, but, uh, I mean, he must be – I mean, he must really bring it. I mean, he's got a 1-2-3 ERA. I have not seen him. I'm looking at his numbers now, 3-1, 1-2-3 ERA, 95 whip, 43 strikeouts, the whole thing. So they said he throws the fastest four-seamer in baseball. And I think he's got a really good changeup. And, and the other thing about him was I saw him pitch a game last year um, when they were struggling pretty mightily, the Cincinnati Reds, and he faced, here come the big, bad Dodgers. He shut them down completely, shut that line, lineup down completely. So they have an ace in this kid. I really like this kid. Um, he's a piece moving forward that's probably going to be there a long time, and uh, I think he's pretty special. So you think he's the real – you think he's – I do. Uh, yeah. He came from Seattle, if I remember right, right? He was, he was, yeah. he was a Mariner guy, right? Wasn't he originally? I think he was. I'm not sure about that, but I think he's special. There's a thing today about what I talked about with you last week about 12 prominent pitchers who are off to terrible starts, including Syndergaard, including DeGrom, all these guys, and people trying to come up with reasons why uh, we're now going to start May tomorrow. Do you think it's weather-related more than anything else? Not necessarily. Um, I, I just 
think they're off to bad starts for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I really believe that most of them are going to turn it around. You know, it's just sometimes it just it's weird. Things in this game are weird, and it's hard to predict. And I don't think, you know, after the way DeGrom started game one, that anyone would have thought that he would have got off to the best start, but he did. I mean, it just it just happens. And I think hitters more and more are getting used to velocity as as we continue to go through this and – Bullpens have been touched up more this year than, than a lot usual. more, a lot yeah. more. Yeah, and you're a guy who understands and handles bullpens well. And you think that they are more? They have adapted more to the hard throwers, where the batters have adapted more to the hard throwers. Definitely, I think I think they have, and I and I think you know the one thing about the way that we've used bullpens is we don't have a history or you know a three or four year sample size to understand when bullpens are used this much, how much do they respond the next year? We, we don't have that because bullpens are continuing to be used more and more and are sucking up more innings. So at some point, these guys are going to get tired. And my question is, are we going to see more, more injuries? How about these young guys coming in and just pounding away, Joe, when they get here and just right away pounding away, you know, just coming in and just, you know, right away they just start knocking the ball out of the ballpark. You know, are you surprised that they make this transition like they do? I am. I have I, been extremely surprised. Um, you know, you look at the Nationals. They had three kids 21 and under yeah, hit a home run the other three day. guys I mean, in the same game hit home runs under 21 years old. That's, that's absolutely amazing. I just think kids are more mature now. Um, and they're ready to play earlier, and they're you know they're playing year round. The thing about playing year round with with so many of these kids is I think injuries occur more often, but the ones who are able to weather it are ready at an earlier age. You know it's interesting, and if you go back even to when you went through the process, if you go back to the fifties and sixties, they'd bring you up one run I'm a not year. That old. I'm no, but I mean, if you oh, go back okay. to those days, they would have they brought guys up one rung at a time through the minors. You know, you'd have to go through unless you were Mickey Mantle, you were going through three or four levels of minor leagues to learn your trade, right? If you were the Correct. Dodgers Correct. or the Cardinals or wherever you were, or the Yankees, you were coming through that system and they were going to teach you how to play. You weren't going to make it right away. Now they want these guys in the majors that next day, right? They'll develop them in the major leagues. Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of that happen. I, I think kids are, you know, there's been so much success with young kids. I think some guys are being rushed a little bit, but they're willing to, you know, to pay someone that 550000 or whatever it is, and they're going to make some few mistakes, but they know the upside is so huge. I mean, the upside for Vlad Guerrero Jr. is so huge. Do you the think you can hurt so- him? Do you think that you is he so good that it won't matter, or do you think you can hurt him right now in his development? He's just turned twenty years old. Well, I, I think maybe the only concern for him is he kind of had a short spring training. He he got hurt fairly early and didn't get a whole lot of at bats, probably the normal at bats. But I think he's mature enough. He might struggle for a couple of weeks, and I think you'll start to see the real hitter is he's probably still getting into playing shape. I mean, the way they talk about him. They say oh. he's better than his father. Now, if he's better than his father, his father was a three eighteen lifetime right-handed hitter. I mean, that's absurd with power. I mean, that is absurd to be that good a player. Yeah, and, you know, the only thing that I worry about him is weight? how much is expected of him. Well, how about his weight? He weighs a lot. He's a big guy. 
I worry about that playing on that AstroTurf every day. You know, how it affects his knees and his back. And he's going to be a DH at a young age, I tell you. you as, know that? as he's diving for balls, you worry about that. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot on his shoulder. I, I, I mean, he's compared to Zion, like having Zion. You right. know, I mean, it's just he went to the hockey game the other day and got the hugest ovation. No, they chronicled his at-bats. His first game yeah. in the majors, they put out a bulletin for every one of his at-bats. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it reminds me of when Ken Griffey Jr. came up. That's who it reminds me of and how closely he's being fouled. I just hope it doesn't weigh on him and he's allowed, you know, to be a kid enjoying this where it doesn't become too much. You know, it's funny you bring him up and we're talking with Joe Girardi. I always say this. I never got to see Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays. I saw them both play, but never saw them playing at prime. I saw them both as older guys playing. Ken Griffey Jr., I think is the best play. Now, the, obviously, the year Bonds had was the best year I ever saw anybody have. He had a better year than Babe Ruth. But the best player I ever saw, I think, physically in person, was Ken Griffey Jr., myself. I think he's the best. Fi- when he was in his prime, offensively, defensively, I thought he was the best player I ever saw. He really did, until he broke down a little bit later on, live up to that, how great a player he was. And he clearly wasn't a steroid guy either. No, I mean, he, he was... He was unbelievable. I, I, you know, he was as good as any player I ever saw. You know, I, I agree. Think a, I mean, I would player, put I would put a Rod in that group. I would put Barry Bonds in that group. But I would think he was the best I saw. He was as he was as good as it gets, and um, he just loved the way he played the game. He always had a smile on his face. He he seemed to stay youthful for a long time and really enjoy what he was doing. So he, he was fun to watch. He was a he had great power with that long loop and swing, and he was a great – the catches he used to make in center field were unbelievable. Yeah, he could really – there was nothing that he couldn't do. That, I think that's what makes players so special. When you have that guy that's a five-tool player and, you know, he basically hits for power, hits for average, he runs, uh, his defense is tremendous. There was nothing that this guy couldn't do, and that's what was so exciting. And, and I saw him in double-A um, in 1988. He was in Vermont, and I'm thinking, golly – He's 18 years old. Look at this kid, the way he plays it. And he plays it so easily. And he looks like he's gliding everywhere he goes. And his swing is so smooth. I was in awe of him at 18 years old. And the other guy that I saw, and it was on a rehab assignment, that I was in awe. And he was like 18 years old. And I was went to double-A with the Cardinals on a rehab assignment. It was Miguel Cabrera Jr. Wow. And I, re- I remember asking him, I said, Miguel, by the way, why are you still in double-A? You know, because that's how good he was. And uh, he was facing Isringhauser um, on rehab, and he was not overmatched one bit. Joe, when he remember when he was playing in big games when he was 19 years old? I mean, he was unbelievable. You know, I'm glad you brought him up. I'm going to look him up now because I haven't paid attention to the Tigers and what he's hitting. I want to look him up. His contract, Joe, now listen, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He right now is hitting 280 with one homer and 10 RBIs. So he's getting yeah. paid He's getting paid $30 million a year for like the next five or six years. Yeah. And His contract is insane. What do the Tigers do with this contract? They got, now, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Fame. He's got, 316, he got a 316 batting average, 466 homers, and 1,654 RB, 1,650 RBIs. I mean, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I admit that. He's one of the great hitters I ever saw. But what do you do with him now? He's done. Yeah. I, you know, I, my hope is that 
You know, he starts to DH a lot. It, it saves his legs because he's had some leg injuries besides other things. He's had some hernias. You know, he had the bicep um, that it kind of saves him a little bit, and he can be really productive. And he's not in a hitter's ballpark uh, at all. But the amount of strikeouts that I'm seeing, um, you know, it, it makes me wonder because he was not a guy that struck out a lot. No. Um, and he's already got 30 strikeouts in 99 at bats, and that would be my biggest concern: is is he starting to really? Slow and his down contract's in insane, Joe. It's insane yes. how much money. Yeah. And I mean, I understand they had no choice, but that's the contracts like the Pullos contract. Paying these guys is impossible at this age. The guy's 36. He's been in the major league 17 seasons. He's done. He's done. Yeah. And and I think that's why you're seeing these contracts. A lot of these new contracts, most of them. Are, are, are not going much past 35. And a lot of them, they're giving them six or seven year deals to take them to 32 or 30. Because, you know, a lot of people will say the prime years are 27 to 32. And then you see where a guy's at after that. And I think that's just really good business. Players don't like it, but I think it's really good business. All right. In, you're in the manager's dugout. The bases are loaded. Okay. One out. You got a one run lead. Which one of these – give me the order you don't want to see these guys at the plate. Cabrera, Manny Ramirez, and Pujols. In their primes? In their primes. You don't want – order you don't want them in the batter's box. Um, I who, think who are you going to take on Pujols, first? Pujols? Pujols would be number one guy because he, you couldn't strike him out. So you're afraid of him the most? Yes. Okay, yeah, so he's number one. Prime. Who's number two, Manny or Miguel? I think he could flip a coin. I, I mean, I think they're all so good that I think you're just flipping a coin in their prime. Um, so of the three, can you, if you had a, a hit for your life of those three, you take pull holes? I think so, in his prime, yeah. Wow, wow. I thought you'd say Manny, I, so I'm surprised. Okay, so you, now they're all all-time greats. We all know that. They're all, yeah. they're all three yeah. all-time greats. Yes. And but all just, you know, all big Pujols. sluggers, all big right-handed sluggers. I mean, and that's you know we we've seen them all have you know great displays. You know, we saw Manny kill the Yankees for how many years, right? Uh, you know, who in their prime do, were you more afraid of, Manny or Ortiz? Ortiz probably beat the Yankees even more than Manny did, right? I think more Ortiz, definitely Ortiz. And and if you look at Pujols in his prime, I. I I mean, you're looking at 50 strikeouts, 58 strikeouts, 54 strikeouts, you know, 65. I mean, he has never struck out 100 times in his career. Yeah, and, 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 when, and also when you realize you're looking at batting average for these guys, like a guy like Cabrera, he's got a 316 average. Guy never got a leg hit in his life. You're talking about, no. yeah, you're talking about line drive hits, ground ball, hard ground balls, doubles. I mean, the guy's got 560 doubles and 466 homers. And he never really played in a hitter's ballpark. Miami was not. Um, the old Miami, Joe Robbie Stadium or whatever. I mean, it's been like 12 names by now. And then he went to Detroit, which was worse. And he has never played in a hitter's ballpark. Do you think... In your mind, you hear about Trout. Do you think Trout has a chance to be better than all these guys? I do because of the speed factor um, that he brings, and he's going to get he's going to leg out more hits. Um, and the speed is eventually going to start to deteriorate, but I think he has a chance. Yes. Interesting. You know, Pulholz. 
is lifetime hitter, 302, 637 homers, 1,997 RBIs. Yeah. That's insane. And, and think about this. He hasn't hit above 300 since 2010. Right, so he's taken so, his average down at least 10 points. Just because right. uh, he's gotten older. But. You know, as they, uh, listen, that killed Mickey Mantle. I interviewed Mickey Mantle once, and he said to me, the only thing in baseball that bothered him was I'm a lifetime, I was a lifetime 300 hitter, and my last four years I hung around for the money, and I, it, I ruined my batting average, and I wound up hitting 298, and it drove me crazy. He said it's the only thing that ever bothered him in baseball was that he hit 298 for his career. And, and just, just let me run through this you know, real quick in his prime. 8. 8.4, 8.3, 8.2, 8.2, 8.5, 9, 9.4. Those were his wars. Yes. You know, and I know that's, that's big. People like to look at that. That's what he was. I mean, he was, and he was sneak steal, and he was, he was just, he was a pain. Unbelievable. How, you know, those guys, you know, I don't know if we're going to see guys like that again, but, but Trout's having that kind of career, you know? But you're already yeah. hearing, you're already hearing, Rumblings that he's unhappy about his con- that that he signed the contract. How about that? It, which makes you think you wonder if there could be a trade. Wow, you know, because there was rumblings the other day. I was reading a story saying that you know that he doesn't know if they're ever going to win there, and he's finally getting a little bored with it or getting a little tired with it. You know, I could see them trading him to Phillies. How about him for Harper? You trade Harper to the Phillies for him in a deal where the key guy in the deal is Harper. I would if I was the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to give him more. We know that. I yeah, mean, we understand yeah. that, but that he's the cornerstone of the, of the, of the trade. Wow. That I mean, would I be something, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he's always wanted to play for the Phillies, as we know. You know, he loves Philadelphia. Uh, uh, yes, Trout, he so, does. Yeah. Well, listen, interesting stuff. Thanks, Joe. We'll chat next week. Thanks very much. Have a great night, Mike. Thank you, Joe. The Joe Girardi Report brought to you by Winners Brothers, Long Island's number one choice for waste removal and recycling. Mickey Calloway coming up in a couple of minutes. So Joe said of those three, Cabrera, Ramirez, and Pujols. Game on the line. He's in the imposing dugout. He feared Pujols the most. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.